man. May I have your attention, please? It's time for the final countdown. The show starts in 10. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Comic Book Movie Guy, the podcast. I'm your host, Brennan Huber, and there's just so much to discuss today. There's a whole lot going on. We got James Gunn's DC Universe coming out. We got Ant-Man Quantumania coming out. You know, there's all kinds of stuff going on, and it's exciting times, man. It's I think that the DC Universe is about to get back on track. I think that the Batman sequel... We know that Matt Reeves is heavy, heavy, heavy into writing. Right now he's in the writing process, which is exciting. I got all these predictions for what I think might happen, what I might go into with the Batman sequel. Like I, I can't believe it's actually happening. I can't believe that we're finally getting a Batman sequel to the Batman. We're going to have Matt Reeves write a whole other movie. He killed the first one. And let's be honest, like, that thing was good. It was really well written. Didn't sit well with everyone, but it was a hell of a movie in my opinion. I've been just going hard, man. I've been watching all kinds of stuff. Like, I rewatched The Northman again. That is, I was telling my buddy there, this movie, The Northman, is, it's one of my all-time favorite movies. It's unbelievable. I watched it, uh, I've been going back and forth to Kamloops for work lately, and it's been, you know, it's been good. It's been uh, on and off. I'm I'm going to BC here and there for, I'm inspecting a school. My daily life, in my daily life, I should say, I do non-destructive testing. So I test welds, and I test structures, and I do visual exams on decking and roof stuff and all kinds of stuff. But anyways, this school in Kamloops burnt down burnt right to the ground and they're rebuilding it so I go in there every once in a while and I check up on the process and see how the building's going and happy to report that it's going very very well uh but on those trips to Kelowna I'm able to watch tons of movies because I got or not Kelowna Kamloops because I got tons of time you know I'm flying for the most part, there's a layover in Calgary or Vancouver before I can hop on the tiny little plane to Kamloops. And I'll tell you, spending some time in the air above the clouds with the sun kind of poking through, if you will, or even at night when you can see the the lights of cities below. You know, on our way or on my way home from work the other day, we flew right over top of the Saddle Dome and downtown Calgary 
And it was crisp, man. It was clear. It was crystal clear. And it's just, it gives you some perspective. And I've had lots of time to watch different things while I'm away. And yeah, it's, it's, it's peaceful to be in the sky. Like, wouldn't you agree? You know, I made sure to stay away from any movies of like planes crashing. I really avoid plane crashing movies right now because I don't even want to go down that route, you know, but the movie Flight is one of my all-time favorites. And that's a movie about a plane crash where, you know, Denzel Washington is the lead and he inverts the plane upside down to land it. And, you know, I think six passengers end up uh, dying on the plane uh, in the crash, but he saves like 96 lives or something like that. And it's all like a fictional story, but flight is way up there for me with one of Denzel's best performances. Cause he's like, he plays an alcoholic, like a struggling alcoholic. And the, the story is just wild how he, you know, he, he's an alcoholic and he's getting very drunk the day before the flight. You know, you see him doing cocaine, all kinds of different drugs and yeah, he's intoxicated uh, the entire flight and he is able to land this thing and after like some because you know when a plane goes down there's a severe investigation that goes on and I think that that movie is just a real slow burn that I thoroughly enjoyed and I'm going so deep into flight right now because I haven't watched it in so long and I got one more trip to Kamloops coming up on the 30th of January so I'm not going to watch it again until after I'm safe on the ground back home for good for a while. Uh, but yeah, highly recommend Flight for you. So what's going on with DC, man? Like James Gunn, he came out and said that he's got content coming out in January. The first few projects will be announced in January. Well, we're coming. I'm, I'm starting to believe that it's going to be in the latter half of January, like the very end of January, let's say. Because let's be honest, James Gunn has not come out with anything and we have no direction as to what's going on, but we know that he's deep in a writing process of a Superman movie, which is cool. You know, after some time to process, I'm over it, man. I'm over the whole Snyderverse thing. Uh, You know, there's, I see all kinds of campaigns and stuff on Twitter of people trying to move the Snyderverse over to Netflix. And yeah, that's a great idea. And is Netflix going to go for that? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, this world surprises me every day, man. There's there's new stuff coming out every day. And these stories, these wild stories between, you know, different studios clashing or different studios putting out different content. It's, it's an ongoing mystery. And I've kind of learned something over the past couple of years here dealing with Warner Brothers in DC. Like, we just got to wait. You got to wait till things are official and you cannot trust anything but what's coming out of the horse's mouth. And for me, that's James Gunn. So until I see James Gunn's Twitter account blow up with announcements, I'm not believing a damn thing that I hear because I've heard all kinds of rumors about Batman casting, Superman castings, the Flash casting (laughs) staying the same. Like there's, there's rumors out there that Warner Brothers is keeping Ezra Miller as the Flash. Like out of everyone, Ezra Miller's the one who survives. The guy who's got all this trouble with the law. 
which is like, it's mind blowing to me. And I got to tell you, 2023 is going to be such an interesting year. I apologize. This is the part of the podcast where my tiny little toy poodle, Winnie, a.k.a. Winifred, a.k.a. Winnie Beans, is looking at herself in the mirror. I have a small mirror in front of my desk here. And she tends to come in here because I leave the doors open so the dogs can come in and out. And I like to lay the land here for you guys. I like to lay out the environment. And little Winnie Beans comes in here and she looks at herself in the mirror. And of course, she feels territorial of herself because she's a dog. And dogs are not that smart, if you understand. But they're very smart as well. I mean, Winnie is too smart for her own good in my opinion. You know, I'll, oftentimes I'll go to bed and I'll, it's the end of my day. I'm feeling exhausted. Finally hit the mattress, head lands on my pillow and boom, Winnie's hidden a bone or a treat or something in my pillow. So like I give her props because, you know, jokes on me when I'm laying down at night and I'm about to go to bed and, you know, the dog wins when the bone is sticking into my neck <laughs> that she's hidden into the pillow. She has won at that point. She hit it well enough that I landed on it with my neck. And, yeah, that's my life. My life is ran by two tiny little dogs, and it's great. I highly recommend it to anyone who likes utter chaos every day. Get a couple of tiny little dogs. If you like feeling watched, get a couple of tiny little dogs. But if you also like the sweet moments, the cuddling moments, the beautiful moments that dogs bring you, I recommend getting dogs because they're just so much fun. But the downside is you hear the little growls and barks in your podcast if you're a podcaster. So that is my official apology for that. I want to talk about... A bunch of stuff today, but I'm having trouble bringing stuff to my brain. You know, like I said to myself before the podcast, it's like, okay, like go in there without a structure this time and let's, let's, let's do it. You know, let's dive right in because you haven't done it in over a month. You know, you're going to be rusty. You know, you got all these different suggestions from people like, you know, my good buddy, Austin McNary there, he told me to do a Kevin Conroy episode. So I sat down at the mic a week ago and I tried to do a Kevin Conroy episode. And it was just too damn hard for me because it made me really sad, but it's really awesome as well. So I wanted to add a Kevin Conroy piece in this episode because, you know, he, he deserves the recognition. That guy is Batman. He's the voice of Batman. And if you don't know who Kevin Conroy is, look up Batman, the animated series on YouTube and just watch a clip or two of his Batman. The thing that Kevin Conroy figured out really early on that perhaps other actors did not or other voice actors did not was he looked at the voice rather than going after Batman's voice, trying to find this dark, gritty Cape Crusader voice. He really focused in and honed in on Bruce Wayne's voice. And that's what made him so successful in my opinion, because he has that really, really distinct Bruce Wayne voice when he, when he voices the character. And his Batman voice is 
It's second to none. It really is. It's it's the perfect amount of deep vocals with a little growl with just you know, it's intimidating, but it's it's also just it's Batman. It's calming, it's soothing. You know, you know everything's going to be okay. You know he's under control. And obviously the iconic line of I am vengeance, I am the knight, I am Batman. That is his classic line, and he spits that so well. So rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. And, you know, as long as as long as Kevin Conroy's not around, I can only assume that Mark Hamill is not gonna do the Joker anymore, which is also really sad. But in its own way, it's beautiful because we have so many archives of those two collaborating together as Batman and the Joker. And I got to be honest, when I sit down to read a comic of any kind, I'm hearing Batman's voice as Kevin Conroy when I read. I'm hearing Mark Hamill's voice as the Joker when I read. I just do. And I think that it's really important to acknowledge guys like that because, you know, it was the early 90s and they took a swing at an animated show for basically Saturday morning cartoons and Bruce Timm and his staff casted just one of the best voice casts in history, in my opinion. And those voices will live on forever. You know, whether it be the Arkham games, I wonder if there's a way that they simulate Conroy's voice. Or if somebody comes along and is like, I'm going to impersonate Conroy. Because that's the Batman voice people are going to want to hear in animated projects. And one of the rumors that I heard for Batman is Jensen Ackles. Now, I think it's Ackles. Could be Ackles. I think it's Ackles. Jensen Ackles. Anyways, he's he plays Soldier Boy in The Boys. And he voices animated Batman in several projects. And he's got a good Batman voice. Like, if you look up Jensen Ackles' Batman voice on uh, YouTube, you can hear some of his projects that he's done. Uh, for the animated side of things with DC. And I mean, he kind of looks the part, like I could see him playing a DC Batman. And I'm kind of excited. Like it's, it's an exciting time because we're getting a new slate of heroes. Like, I don't care who you are. Anytime that there's a new slate of heroes coming out, I think it's okay to be pretty damn excited. Like new looks, new versions, new costumes, new soundtracks. You know, new scores for the movies, just new set designs, everything. Snyderverse was awesome. It really was awesome. And yeah, I want that continuation. Of course I do. What fan doesn't? Of these characters that's like an actual true fan of these characters, who wouldn't want to see Snyder's vision play out? But, (laughs) and that's a big but, James Gunn is here now. And he's creating a 10-year slate of movies. That's exciting as hell. I think you should be excited for that. I feel like I'm excited for that. I've taken some time to process, like genuinely process the news. Because I was heartbroken. When I watched Black Adam, my hype was at an all-time high again. Hanging by a thread. You know, you see Henry Cavill. You see that whole situation play out with him. The situation with The Rock you know, and it just, it falls through and it stings and you have nothing to go off of for a while. And then it's about accepting what's going to happen in the future. 
And this past month has been a lot of time for me to process these decisions that they made. And I got to tell you, I'm optimistic for the future. And it's my duty as a comic book fan to go out and support these movies, in my opinion. It's my duty to go to the theater and make up my own genuine opinion. Not somebody's opinion on Twitter, not somebody's rumor of who's being cast or not somebody's idea of who they think they should cast or, you know, like there's always going to be that person. There's always going to be someone who's like, nah, I'm not excited for that or I don't look forward to that or all this other crap or this guy is a horrible casting choice or that's a horrible casting choice. You should see the battles on Twitter with people right now because it is, it's open-ended, right? Anybody could be cast, literally anyone. And that's what's exciting to me because the world has evolved and actors have evolved and actresses have evolved. They're good. They're better than ever. The strengths of film, of set design, of cinematography, of scores for movies, they're just getting better by the day. So to say to you, like to, to say to someone, we have a 10 year slate of movies coming out that are going to be something new, something fresh, a whole new start. We're going to reboot the franchise. I'm here. I'm on board as a fan. I'll always be on board. If it sucks, I will be extremely disappointed. I will be. And I'll go, ah, they should have stuck with the Snyderverse and all this crap. I'm so disappointed in that. But until that happens, let's build the hype. You know, like projects are coming down the pipeline starting in the next couple of weeks. We're going to get some announcements for James Gunn's DC Universe. And I can only assume that within the next six months, you're going to know a hell of a lot more on the Batman sequel. Because like I said, Matt Reeves is writing and he's writing And he's deep in the writing process. And when he says, when it comes straight from the horse's mouth, as I said, Matt Reeves himself, I am deep in the writing process right now. That gets my blood going, pumping. I'm excited because what is that guy cooking up? You know, what are his plans? What suits are we going to see in Pattinson's future? Are we going to get the Bat family? Are we going to get upgrades of course we're gonna get upgrades who are the villains you know they're starting to shoot the the penguin series like this at the end of this month or like early february they're starting with colin farrell and i think a deep dive on the penguin and that whole world that crime boss world of gotham yeah feed me that feed me that to tide me over until the batman please because if I can get these side projects, whether it be Arkham series, whether it be more rogues gallery solo projects, whatever they want to do, it sounds like Matt Reeves was meeting with James Gunn either this week or last week. He said that he was going to go and sit down with James and Peter Safran and talk about what his universe is going to look like versus theirs. So they're very much a separate thing. DC fans, get excited. We have a Batman universe, a solo Batman universe that the first movie, the intro movie to that universe was released last year. This is the beginning. This is a new beginning. 
and it's just going to grow and grow. And then on the other side, they're feeding us DC content like the Justice League, like solo projects for different Justice League characters. We've lived through some origin stories. We've lived through the messy continuation of DC. We've lived through it. But we've also lived through Marvel's success during that time. And it was just looking back on it, reflecting on 2016, 2017, 2018, right up to when the Snyder Cut was released in 2021. It was like, it was a mess. You know, it was all over the place. But during that time, Marvel was booming with success. Until the pandemic and, you know, their over flow of shows on Disney Plus and the slowdown with Multiverse of Madness and a couple of other messy projects in that time. But it doesn't make me say, I'm not going to go see Ant-Man Quantumania because that looks phenomenal. Like, have you guys seen the trailer for Quantumania? Kang the Conqueror looks so cool and they're going to have MODOK in there. No, I still haven't seen the animated MODOK. And yeah, you're going to give me a slap on the wrist for that. But it's just not my bag. And yeah, I'll watch it before I watch Quantum Mania. But I think like everything I'm seeing of Quantum Mania, I'm, I'm on board. I'm excited, man. I, and this has to be a home run for Marvel. It does. Because this is the start of the next phase, essentially, right? And Kang is the big bad leading up to the new Avengers and all this other crap they're going to do. So I have no doubt in my mind that Jonathan Majors is going to kill it. Uh, All you hear about this guy is how hard he works, how dedicated to his craft he is, how just genuinely professional he is about his roles that he takes on and this guy's the next big thing coming through Hollywood so look out for Jonathan Majors he's going to be in everything and you're just going to see that name more and more leading up to 2025 2026 when they do the Kang Dynasty Dynasty and Secret Wars with that being said the one thing that I'm a little bit concerned about for quantum mania and this was brought up to me a few of my friends and I were sitting down the one day talking and there was mention of the ant family being too much you know like the main focus being too much on the ant family it's not ant-man it's 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 ant-man and the wasp and his daughter and Michelle Pfeiffer and What's that guy's freaking name? I can't even think of his name right now. But anyways, the Pym Particles guy, Dr. Pym. <laughs> I'm going to call him Dr. Pym. I, I think it's that, but I don't know. I'm not a huge Ant-Man fan. But I will say, like, it does excite me because I want Marvel to have a successful movie come out because Multiverse of Madness did leave a bad taste in my mouth. It was good. It had elements and it had moments and I laughed um, I saw some cool Sam Raimi stuff, saw some cool multiverse stuff, but the movie overall is, it's messy. 
and it's bad, you know? And I just want another good Marvel movie. And on top of that, I want another good DC movie. And let's get the ball rolling on these projects and let's get some good content going. Because that gets that that gets me going. <laughs> when there's good content out there, everybody's happy, right? I still haven't seen Avatar. I am wanting to go see it for sure in theaters because it's one of those movies that you got to see in theaters. I debated going to see either that or Brendan Fraser in The Whale when I was in Kamloops last because I had about, I don't know, six hours to kill before my flight the next day. I didn't end up going to see either. I have heard The Whale is overall not a great movie. It's pretty depressing, etc. But, you know, Brendan Fraser is going to take home the bacon. He is going to win Best Actor at the Oscars this year. He's already taken home... I believe it was the Critics' Choice Award and uh, the Golden Globe actually went to Austin Butler for Elvis, which is well-deserved. That guy was phenomenal in Elvis. If you have not seen Elvis, see it. Do yourself a favor and see it if you love movies. Baz Luhrmann was on point with his latest uh, with Elvis. And I think that Elvis could clean house Uh, with a few other things at the Oscars this year, along with the Batman, you know, uh, the BAFTA Awards. I forget, it's like British something awards. (laughs) I'm not going to go into the abbreviations, but it's called BAFTA is the abbreviation I meant. And it's, I think the Batman was nominated for, it was Best Cinematography. Uh, Colin Farrell was, or not Colin Farrell, the prosthetics team for Colin Farrell was nominated and the cinematography, like I said. Um, and just the overall movie, I think, is also uh, up for that award. So Matt Reeves was sending out all kinds of congratulations today because uh, actually Barry Cogan, the guy who plays the Joker in The Batman, and uh, Colin Farrell, who plays the Penguin in The Batman, they were both nominated separately um, for Best Actors or Best Supporting Actor, one of the two, for their movie that they did recently, which is an Irish film. I don't recall the name of that one, but they are nominated. And Colin Farrell's he's coming back, man. He's coming back strong. He's going to be in a lot of stuff. You're going to see more and more of him, and he's a talented actor, and he seems to have it together. The Hollywood Roundtable uh, on YouTube that I watched the other day with Austin Butler and Colin Farrell and Adam Sandler in there. I believe there was a few others. But uh, those roundtables, if you're trying to kill some time, watch the YouTube roundtables of these Hollywood actors just talking about their experiences and what it means to be an actor. And that's cool to me. Like, I love that stuff. So to hear it from these people who actually do it every day and seeing these cool people just converse with each other and just sort of like sympathize with each other over certain things it makes for a very entertaining minute or 20 minutes I mean it's about 20 minutes to half an hour these these episodes but I have one final thing that I need to throw in here all right and this is a request by my good friend Zane Tomich and I use his full name because he had such a wild idea today all right this is great this is great he says that He can picture a comic coming out about Rorschach's counterpart. 
And that counterpart's name is Oiskatch. I hope I said that right. And he said, can you try and talk about this said comic on your podcast today? So while I have no clue what Rorschach versus Oiskatch looks like in comic form, I will say that I have a pretty good idea in my mind of how I would write the comic Rorschach versus Oiskatch. And I feel like Oiskatch has quite the high-pitched voice, whereas Rorschach has this really deep mystery voice. You know, Rorschach's journal. October 12th, 1965. Oiskatch is on the run. The rain pours down my sleeve to the depths of hell. And yet Oiskatch haunts me. And I'm not even going to attempt an Oiskatch voice. But there he goes in. I threw that in there just for you. And I hope that my comic book movie guy listeners enjoy the return and enjoy a brand new year of Comic Book Movie Guy, the podcast. 2023 is going to be a great year for film. It's a great time to be a Comic Book Movie Guy fan. A Comic Book Movie fan. I, I, can't, I told you, I was going to be rusty today. I knew I was going to be rusty. And I was in my own head about it the whole day. But I will say that it is a great time to be a Comic Book Movie fan. Or just a movie fan in general. Because 2023 is going to be a big year for film. So I've been Comic Book Movie Guy. This has been a hell of a time. I'm so happy to be back. I hope your 2023 got off to a good start. Take care, and we'll see you on the next one. 